listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, this is a funny coincidence. I uh, when I when I come to work, I drive to work. It's about half an hour. Um, I I listen to news until I can't stand it anymore, which is generally about ninety seconds away from the radio ranch. And so I flip on music. I get like half a song in, but if it's the right song, it will buoy my spirits for the day ahead. Hmm. You know how you like to have your spirits buoyed. Oh, who doesn't? And today, uh, it happened to be the Led Zeppelin classic, Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? Occasionally referred to as Street Corner Girl. Uh, it's a, a song about his, his girlfriend, the prostitute. It's about a prostitute? Uh, yeah. yeah. She bought all day. She drunk all the time. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, and so I, I was going to tweet, but I'm too busy right before the show, uh, and I just did now to make up for it. Uh, what uh, The three best songs about prostitutes, a prostitute to my mind, are Hey, Hey, What Can I Do uh, by Led Zeppelin, uh, Roxanne by The Police, and uh, Henrietta by The Fratellis. And fewer people know that song, but it is one of the great songs of all time, and it's about a hooker. And uh, I say that's a funny coincidence because uh, executive producer Hansen just brought to my attention the following headline. <clears throat> Swiss brothels draw up a list of coronavirus-safe guidelines, mm-hmm. including... Swiss brothels, do they have legalized prostitution there? Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, and indeed, Is that pretty common in uh, like European countries? Uh, yes. More like, common. does France have legalized prostitution? I don't know that. I mean, the Netherlands famously has various areas where it's okay. Yeah. Amsterdam, Red Light District, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I know Everybody Italy, France, I don't know that. Germany. I don't know that. I know in Northern Europe there's much more tolerance than in the more puritanical U.S., for instance. Mm. Um, one might say more moral U.S. I don't know, but uh, Swiss sex workers have drawn up a list of rules which they say minimizes the risk of transmitting the Chinese bat fever in brothels, in hopes that the country's ban on the industry could soon be lifted. So they've been shut down like hairstylists in the U.S. And I like this paragraph. This is from the Daily Mail. It comes as Switzerland's adult industry. What <laughs> adult industry? That's a meaningless phrase. Anyone over eighteen? Say what it is has been heavily hit by the pandemic. Government placed a temporary ban on prostitution two months ago to help stop the spread of the virus. The plan to reopen the industry, prepared by one of the um, hooker uh, organizations, suggests that there are two positions which allow for safe distance between people's faces. So you don't breathe moistly ah, on them, to ah, quote okay. Justin Trudeau of Canada. So, since uh, we especially now know... That's the most likely way to catch it is somebody breathing and you get the droplets. Speaking right. moistly. Well, I, I have some <clears throat> guesses here. Panting moistly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and listen, we we could work as blue as we wanted. It's a awesome. podcast. Okay, here we go. No, no way. <laughs> we <laughs> could, Sean. Oh, that doesn't mean we will. No, Just okay. because you can doesn't mean you but should. So they so they officially <clears throat> said as long as you're doing it in such a way that you're not face to face, you can yes, do the whole uh, prostitute John thing. That's right. So if you're not familiar with the, yeah, are they just on the honor system with this? If you, well, no, no. They're saying that we will. It's like a businesses in America that say, look. We'll keep the customers apart, uh, like uh, one of our sponsors is in the mattress business. I don't want a whore breathing on me anyway. <laughs> All right, then. Um, but if you did, the point is the sex workers are trying to make a living, but they're saying to their government, look, we figured out how to make this safe. We're ready. And, you know, not to put a, too fine a point on it, but uh, there's one style that Baxter, my dog, might enjoy. For instance, that's one of the positions. And the other is... Um, 
if you're um Wilbro? A, a Western Bingo. A woman <laughs> oh, oh no. No, they don't mention that. That's too that's too tiring. Um if you are a, I don't have the arm strength a, at this a, point. A, a, a woman in, in the western US, a, a, okay. an accomplished horsewoman, uh, or a cowgirl, and you were going in one direction and reversed oh, okay, gotcha. your direction, um, that might be a, an option for you. Pretty good list so far. <laughs> yeah. So I, since it's not like I'm uninterested. No. Yeah. Um, we can, I can work within I, these guys. I look at this menu. I can order here. Yeah. I wouldn't say, well, there's no point in going. <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, I might prefer, but you know what? Let's go ahead. Um. So do they have to wear masks, I assume? Uh, let's see. So you got uh, positions. Blah, 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 blah. Then they mention them again. Avoid fa- prolonged face-to-face contact. Other measures, Jack, for protecting the health of sex workers include ventilating rooms for at least fifteen minutes after each customer. I'd appreciate that anyway. Oh, oh, oh God! The, the very see thought. the the the, uh, the nitty gritty, the ins and outs. If you'll pardon the expression of the uh, the whole industry, are uh, when you get down to it, just really makes it less sexy. Well. And and the more they described, the less sexy it gets. Because you, the, the you know, I I haven't been to one of these places, but I I got to assume you try not to think about if it's eleven o'clock at night. I'm the. What time did your shift start? However many person. Oh. Well, not not even oh, her. Golly. Just how many people have laid in this bed? Just right. the sheets themselves. And if she really loves you. <laughs> Not, not even getting into that. Just the sheets themselves. Well, we get, we'll get to that. The pillows, the just, I don't even, yes. I, I don't, the, the idea of going to a hotel and crawling into a bed that a dip, pillows, un- do you think you get to sleep there? <laughs> if I'm sleeping with a woman, I expect to sleep. <laughs> well, good night. <laughs> sleep well. See you in the morning. <laughs> you get done. What? Well, good night. <laughs> Take him a nap. Can I borrow your toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> I'm beat. <laughs> Other measures include ventilating rooms, blah, 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 and washing bed sheets and hand towels at a temperature of at least 60 degrees each time. 60 degrees? That's cold. That's I'm cold. That's, Celsius. No, that's, that's a Celsius. Yeah. yeah that's oh, it's Celsius. got to be. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What's 60 degrees Celsius? Hot. Very hot. Okay, yeah. good. Finally. It also recommends sex workers wear a mouth and nose covering at all times. So 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, that's hot. Gloves, condoms, and disinfectants would also be provided at the brothels, and each session should be kept 15 minutes. Eh, no problem. Uh, let's see. Uh, document advises against workers touching the personal belongings of customers, such as their jacket. Customer contact data would be recorded. Uh-oh. <laughs> no chance of that getting hacked or released or blackmailed or anything. Oh, is this for contact tracing? For the purpose of yeah, tracing. Yeah. See, Kept for four weeks. Getting back to the clothes, that's what I'd rather do than go to one of these places. Jacket. <laughs> oh, boy. They say the current ban could give rise, well, has given rise to illegal sex work, creating safety issues. Yeah. So see, that's to that's, keep it on the, the correct side of the, yeah, the, the sidelines. That's the weird thing with prostitution where it gets complicated. Um it's going to happen anyway. So uh, you get down to whether you want to have some control over it or not. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like the marijuana argument, I guess. Prostitution in Switzerland is legal and regulated, while trafficking, forcing people into prostitution, and most forms of pimping are illegal. Most forms? I think if you're like just, you got a cane with a gold ball on the end and a big diamond earring. It's more a personality type than a profession. (laughs) Right, exactly. You can be pimping, but you can't be pimping. (laughs) 
A Thai woman was arrested on March 24th for not closing her brothel and was fined about uh, $1,500. It's terrible. The, uh, yeah, I, I would assume that the worst kind of prostitution continued through the uh, coronavirus you know, peak, whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. And so... Wheelbarrow. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So uh, I don't know the context of of this fella, Tristan Harris. Uh, yeah, um, he was a uh, one uh, of the people behind the Netflix Social Dilemma documentary, which I still haven't watched. Everybody says is great. Yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, and he was on the Mar show, huh? Yes. Yeah, uh, listen to the chilling words of Mr. Harris. Imagine a husband and wife couple. They follow the same friends on Facebook. They've got the same friends, so if they open up Facebook, they should see the same feed. But that's not actually how it works. They'll right. actually see completely different realities based on what the algorithms will say, this is the thing that's likely to keep you here. And what that did is took the shared reality we have, put it through a paper shredder, and gave each of us a micro-reality in which we're more and more certain that we're right and the other side is wrong, and it's, it's totally confused us. I mean, we are, we are so confused. We're 10 years into this process now. Yeah, it's good, and they go into greater length in the documentary about how that works, but if nothing else, then, if you see something that seems solid, saying, uh, I don't know, pick something out of the air, the coronavirus uh, vaccine from Pfizer is going to be effective and safe. And then you come across something three days later that says it's not. You've got to be moved off your previous position. It's harder to change your mind than to establish a thought in your mind. And you have people, you know, even, and that's a fairly innocent phenomenon. But if it's being done on purpose to manipulate you, you know, that's chilling. Uh, Roll on, big man. Because of this competition for attention, the company started getting really aggressive about how could, what could they dangle in front of your nervous system to get you to come back. If you ever try to, to um, delete your Facebook account, it'll actually show you uh, five friends' faces and says, are you sure you want to delete your account? These five photos, these five friends, they're going to miss you. So it's like a digital drug lord. When you, when you leave, they try to figure out something to dangle in front of you to convince you to, to come back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's clever. Oh, I won't hear what Jenny's up to anymore. I do love Jenny. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a great stat recently that um, Republicans estimate that a third of Democrats are LGBTQ, even though only uh, 6% are. And Democrats estimate that um, 38% of Republicans make more than $250,000 a year, oh, wow. even though it's only 2%, uh, 2% wow. of Republicans make that much money. Wow. So we, we really have been confused by these individual realities that have warped all of our perceptions. Yeah, that's wow. absolutely incredible. Wow. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. You talk about having a different view of the world. If you think 40% of Republicans make more than a quarter of a million dollars a year when it's 2%, you have a different view of America. Of course you would vote a certain way. Of course you'd feel a certain way about taxes and, you know, the rich need to pay their fair share. Of course you would. And why Republicans tend to be against higher taxes. Selfish bastards, they're all rich. That's nutty. Go on. So there's this weird situation we're in, where if you let the Frankenstein run without any controls, and so anything goes viral if it gets the most clicks and likes, that just rewards the most conspiracy theories. Alex, you know, YouTube, for example, recommended Alex Jones' Infowars conspiracy theories 15 billion times, which is more than the combined traffic of New York Times, Washington Post, Guardian, Fox News combined. 
And when you just realize the scale of, of, of all of that, um, conspiracy theories are especially dangerous because they're like a trust bomb. They warp your perception of everything that comes after it. In fact, the best predictor of whether you'll believe in a new conspiracy theory is whether I already got you to believe in one. And once you believe, for example, the election is rigged or it's stolen, then you perceive everything through that lens, and it, it warps all of your perception. I need to know more dumb people, or at least uh, not very well-informed people. Well, what? Because I don't, I just, I don't know that many people that are forwarding around Alex Jones uh, clips mm-hmm. at a greater rate than things coming out of you know legitimate news sources. A, a little bit of that is is funny statistical math because he has been playing in those waters for a lot longer than the major networks have. So he was in earlier more often with more pieces of shareable things, right? So he was just operating on a digital scale at a, a completely different scale than most of your traditional news uh, outlets, whether it be Fox or CNN or whatever. Yeah, I need to get, uh, I don't know, d- d- dumb is not the right word, and that's a, that's a mean word, but like, uh, I don't know what. I don't know what the right word is, but I need I need to... Credulous? That's a little fancy. I need to have more people in my orbit that so give me an idea because I don't I don't have anybody who's sending me stuff like that. Very every once in a while a few things, but not like regularly. Mm-hmm. And apparently it that's fairly common for some crowd. People like us who are not personally on Facebook have no appreciation for how vast Facebook is. Yeah. And and then, you know, you add on Google YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. That's like everybody. And I've intentionally kept myself out of most of that. I've, I've substantially given up Twitter. Not completely, but substantially. Hmm. Just a quick reminder. YouTube is Google and Instagram is Facebook. Right. 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 Say so, that again. Yeah, their, their effect is tremendous. Can you say that again? YouTube is Google yeah. owns YouTube. Yeah. Facebook yeah. owns Instagram. They are just uh, offshoots of the, the larger parent company. And TikTok is the communist Chinese. Yeah, my wife was a big Facebook person, but she quit a couple of weeks ago. She said that she realized it was stressing her out. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, over the last several weeks especially, I have I have gone from in a lovely mood, enjoying life, to angry and anxious looking at twitter well that's you would think that the normal beast every time i you know every time i try to eat this animal it scratches my eyes out i'm gonna punch this beehive one more time <laughs> i think i'll stop doing that but no Ow, well, the bees. Ah, it's the end of a long day i'm in a pretty good mood see i worked hard today little relaxation think i'll see what's on twitter day after day right now miserable and angry and the world's going to hell well that's why you got to watch the documentary they talk about how they manipulate you how they get you to come back i want to see how many likes how many retweets i just got i don't care about that maybe that's because i got this for a living i just i can't i can't possibly care about that but you know i do do you know i've got an outlet for that sort of thing for some sort of approval and if you don't respond to the shareability of the things you post they know that and their thing is now to forward you stories because you're if you're not there for shareability stuff, you're there to get information. So they know that and they know which stories to put in front of you because the last time they put a story like this in front of you, you clicked on it and read it. Yeah, I realize it, it's a, clearly a human tendency and it works. I see the way my kids get motivated on video games by getting various things that don't actually mean anything. Man, my, my favorite thing to do online is Born. become... <laughs> 
No. It's actually uh, words with friends. It's Scrabble. You play your friends in Scrabble. Um, it That's is, way different than porn. It's so, so laden with badges and awards and daily goals. It's just really? constantly stopping the game. I mean, I, I, oh, you've reached your daily goal. You played six words with the letter E. And I'm like, that's not my goal. <laughs> that's a stupid goal. My dog could do that, but I got to sit there for 10 seconds as you congratulate me and say I've earned a, a golden unicorn turd or whatever it is. These idiotic awards they're I giving me. I doubt that's like, an award. Like I got a shelf full of them somewhere or something. I don't care. Can I opt out of that crap, please? Ugh. And the whole, and, and the one thing, you know, you've got seven games in a row with like my sister. I play against my sister all the time. Um, and trying to get me to come back because you don't want to end your streak. I think about what they do to kids with that. Yeah. And how kids, they got, you know, 340 days in a row on Instagram and they feel like they have something mm, you because don't. they're young and impressionable and they don't know the difference between something of value and something utterly, you know, vacuous like that. Armstrong and Getty. Point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yeah. So many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. This is Armstrong and Getty. The lunacy of this, this exercise. What do you call it? Uncomfortable clarity? Hey, man. All right, go, go. I'm ready. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. That's the greatest advice ever when hiking with somebody and dealing with a wild beast. Right? I only have to outrun you. I don't have to outrun the mountain lion. <laughs> unless, and this is frequently neglected, uh, unless you're the clearly the more delicious-looking uh, camper. I mean, because if I'm a mountain lion, I'm, I'm eyeballing my would-be victims. They're very stealthy. As a buddy of mine, he saw a mountain lion near his house for the first time, and his neighbor told him, don't worry about it. The thing's been watching you for a year, which is both reassuring and chilling in a way. But mm. anyway, so I picture the mountain lion kind of crouching there in the tall grass saying, oh, wow, that guy's pretty well marbled. Yeah, I'm eating him. Even if he's a little fleet of foot, he'd run past, go right past the wiry guy and eat the nice, steaky looking guy. What if a cougar's staring at you from across the hotel bar? I'm probably good. <laughs> I'm down with that. If I wasn't married in this scenario. It's a cougar. She's been watching you the whole night. So do we want to play uh, clip three? I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah, play clip three. Back up, back up. Get off the trail. They shouldn't run. They should don't run. Don't run. You don't run. I'm glad uh, going with the, the lighter-hearted version of being eaten by a bear. <laughs> One group of hikers that we heard is up on an elevated kind of mountain trail, looking like down across a river at oh, these okay. other hikers okay. that oh. are, are walking the other way. So they're just kind of doing play-by-play -play for their own crowd. They don't they don't really have a role in it. Uh, well, well, they're, they're yelling down to oh, you're oh, walking oh. toward a bear. Yeah, oh. Be, beware! There's a bear that way. And then and also being loud is also a way that you can don't kind run. of scare the bear away. Too. Run a ball or something. I don't remember which. <laughs> the combination, the, uh, the combination of terror and the one guy laughing is a little disconcerting. If I'm with a group, though, I'm I'm in good shape. I can outrun most people. I'll be all right. <laughs> Again, you're uh, you are fairly well marbled, though. <laughs> You know, when I, uh, I've never encountered a bear in the wild. I'd prefer not to. 
I was in bear country walking through the woods for a couple of weeks, several weeks ago, I guess. But I was pretty concerned about it, but saw no bears. Ran into a mountain lion, as I told everybody a few months ago. That was exciting. Uh, it was scary for about two seconds. Well, no, I should say it was really scary for about two seconds, and then my adrenaline was going good and hard for another ten minutes or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked I don't at remember me. how I that ended. At, it left. Well, <clears throat> I, or did uh, it kill you? I don't remember well, it how it ended. my throat out, but luckily I'm gifted <laughs> in the art of self-surgery. Um, I uh, <laughs> No, I came out. Judy and I were walking Baxter in our, our recently sold uh, mountain cabin, and I came out. They were behind me like 30 yards, and uh, and I came over this little rise, and there was a mountain lion 30 yards from me. Let me see. That, that would be a, a little pitch shot. Yeah, it was about 30 yards. And um, I said, uh, language alert, language alert. I looked at it and involuntarily said, holy sh**. <laughs> and the, the appropriate response, the beast, which had not been looking my way, turned and looked at me. And his expression was 100 percent. Holy sh**. Because <laughs> he hadn't seen me a coming. And he did exactly what the experts say they do 98 percent of the time. And he uh, turned tail and headed down the hill away from me. But uh, that was, uh, you know, I, I didn't wet my pants or anything, but. I was acutely aware you that... You didn't S-A-B? <laughs> I was acutely aware, though, that I was in the presence of a beast that uh, I, I, I'm i a child mm. um, in terms of killing ability, uh, unarmed anyway, compared to it. And and the, the interesting thing was, at least to me, was it was immediately clear it was a mountain lion. And, I mean, it, I realized it sounds stupid, but there was no what's that. I mean, mountain lions right. look exactly like mountain lions. I call them pumas. Or uh, or catamounts. That's mm-hmm. my favorite term, old-timey term for uh, mountain lions. Beautiful creatures, though. Oh, my God. You know, if you could be assured your throat wasn't going to be ripped out and you could just look at them, they're they're sleek, they're muscular, they just have a, a beauty to them that's unbelievable. You sound a little turned on. <laughs> Well, it, it did appear to be a female. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you a cougar cougar? <laughs> a double cougar? <laughs> yeah. You ever run into a bear? Uh, no, I saw a bear when I was in, uh, what's the one in Montana? Yellowstone? The one yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> the big national park. Ah, yes. That would be Yellowstone, yeah. Yeah, I saw a bear there, a grizzly bear, but it's a long way away. When I was a, a youth camping, uh, uh, was woken one morning oh, with yeah. Wait a minute, yeah, that happened to me once too. Go ahead. Various Sorry. people yeah. just banging pots and pans and stuff, and <laughs> yeah. kind of doing what that uh, the the hiking group was doing there, just making noise, being big. And uh, woke up and we looked around and like, what's what's going on out there? And walked out. The bear was directly behind our tent, so like we looked out and we saw people shaking pots and pans at our and tent, looking at you. Yeah, like, like they were trying to run you out of town. What did we do? Get out of here, hippies! But uh, but but yeah, the bear was kind of up the hill and gave the look like. What are you guys making all this ruckus for? And just mm. kind of wandered back into the woods. That was the closest I ever got, but I never got over just how f- funny looking a bear is in person. It's just gigantic mass with these little tiny legs. <laughs> and it just, it always uh, tickled me. It's got a bit of a bootay on it, too. The bears are very thick. They got oh, a yeah. junk in a trunk. Bears, right? Helps for the hibernation. Right, yeah. I knew a guy got drug out of his tent in uh, Boy Scouts. I wasn't there, but I knew a guy got drug out of his tent by a bear by the top of his head. The bear bit into the top of his head and pulled him out of his drug him around. Yeah. Ouch. Let him go. Was he all right? No, he was not all right. He was, no. really, he was never quite the same. 
Man, I uh, read a couple of. Uh, mal- I mean, he's like functioning human being and everything. Like, but he had like this removable cap thing on his head. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> oh, good day. He was a guy. I just he would visit me at the bar when I worked at the bar. He was that's how I knew him. Oh, but okay. he was a regular, and I knew him pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I'd read those uh, mauled by a bear stories in Reader's Digest at my grandma's house as a kid, and it really made an impression on me. I was so afraid of bears. And I wasn't really anywhere there would be bears, probably. Although there are bears in <laughs> New Jersey. Chicago bears? Well, that's right. Yeah. One live right down the street what from about Mike Ditka. <laughs> there are a surprising number of bears in surprising numbers of places. There was a bear on the campus of my daughter's uh, D.C. area uh, college a few weeks ago. Number one threat to America, bears. I got chased by a badger once in Wisconsin. Wow. The badger state. Wow. Um, it's almost an honor. Yeah. I can still picture it because it was quite frightening at the time. You ever husked any corn in Nebraska? Oh, uh, yeah. Me too. There you go. Briefly. Um, And I got stampeded by cattle once. That's pretty much my only brushes with animal danger. Now, I know honey badgers have no fear. Does that apply to all badgers? They don't give enough. Yeah. Uh, badgers are savage beasts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky because I, I was a little kid. Well, little kid, I was probably 10 or 12, but um, I was crawling through a culvert under a road, the big round hole. Oh, okay. And yeah. As a parent, I can picture realizing my kid is crawling into one of those and thinking, ah! I'm like two miles from home. and Yeah. Exploring like kids used yeah, to do. Like kids used to do and now just seems crazy. Right. Like, so kids walk around completely oblivious to the danger of badgers. The The idea of my kids being... Somewhere, I don't really know where, and not even thinking about it. They're just, they're gone somewhere out in a field somewhere. They'll be well, back. I don't know. They'll be back. They know their way back. That, that has never happened with my children. Mm. Probably for the worst, almost so certainly for the worst. Actually, if they were seen out wandering around two miles from home, somebody would call the police yeah. and say, these kids are completely unattended, yeah. miles from their home. But in, anyway. In one generation. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 I was crawling through this culvert, and uh, uh, I think a badger had had little badger babies in it, and it came... It stood up on its hand legs and yelled at me. It was basically doing what you're supposed to do with a bear. Get right. as big and loud and scary as you can mm. to get rid of a predator. Yeah. And it stood up and, went, ah, and kind of ran on his back feet like a person toward oh. me a little bit. And uh, I just took off. I was scared to death. I can still picture it. Yikes. Terrifying. Yeah. Mm, never a better. I've been attacked by dogs twice. I've never didn't, been. Didn't enjoy it a bit. I've not been attacked by a dog. Actually, I got bit once. The other time the thing rushed at me and bit me. Um, but that was back in the days when you wouldn't sue people. So, in fact, I think if your dog bites somebody, there's, I think it's it's a two strikes and he's out. Yeah, you oh, have yeah. to. I can't remember. You have to go through various legal rigmarole, and the it's, dog's on double secret po- probation. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. And then if they do it again, they put them down. The, yep. the county puts them down. I can't imagine what it does to your insurance. Yeah, yeah. I was a paper boy and delivering papers, and this German Shepherd just comes charging out of somebody's backyard oh, into the front geez. yard. They'd left the gate open, or it leapt over the fence, or something. Just leapt at me and bit my chest. Wow! I was like, ah, get the And The lady came out and dragged her dog away, and I'm like, what the hell, lady? And then how I finished old, my paper. How old would you have been? Bleeding from the chest. <laughs> nah, it it did break the skin a little bit through my shirt, but uh, this was the 1850s. <laughs> Luckily, my pocket watch stopped its fangs <laughs> from penetrating my chest wall. Um, <laughs> now, I was probably, I'm guessing 11 or 12, something like that. I was pretty damn scared. Well, it was over Missouri becomes state. Get all the news. Missouri becomes state. I, uh, I, I do remember having the thought 
not only, oh, no, but I had the thought, I don't know how this will end. I remember that thought flashing through my head. Mm. I don't know how to get this dog off of me. But hmm? The Germans. <laughs> the Germans. <laughs> it rushed at me, shouting, who are you? <laughs> Why are you here on my lawn? Show me your papers. Show me your papers. <laughs> ah, a little Nazi humor. <laughs> Nazi Germany. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. A 7-Eleven in California is trying to keep people from begging for money outside of the store by loudly playing classical music. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's only making the vagrants smarter. A man in Kansas was arrested after he was caught having sex with the tailpipe of a car. The sex was described as exhausting. There wow. you go. Wow. Really? Um, why horses in the Kentucky Derby aren't getting any faster, but humans are? Of that coming up, it's pretty darn interesting. Laziness. Um, <laughs> Stupid millennial horses with their own strength. Exactly. They're used to having their giant cup handed to them. They don't have to run for it. Millennials aren't interested in sex. I'll have that story as soon as Marshall hands it to me, which apparently is going to happen as soon as he can get toner for the printer or something. (laughs) Um, But I have this. There is a concern. Well, we've discussed the concern. I don't know if anybody else is concerned. That um, robots are getting so good with their facial expressions and that sort of stuff. And artificial intelligence is getting so good that the robots can now read us and figure out what we like. What's wrong, honey? And respond to us that way. That people are going to start getting together with robots and not need humans. And this is very much at the crux of the the plot of the show Westworld, by the way. For I'm not about to run off and join Al-Qaeda or anything, but (laughs) that's a debauched society. (laughs) Yeah, you think? Yeah. (laughs) That's a society that's pretty far off. Well, you can't even see the rails from where you are. No. So they did a study. Now, usually I mock when something like EdenFantasies.com comes out with a study, because it's just a... (laughs) It's an effort to get you to say that. (laughs) But they might have a pretty good financial interest, because they make sex robots, in actually knowing how many people would be interested in this before you put a whole lot of money behind it and uh, and how you you develop it, right? Right. Clearly. I wouldn't wouldn't open up a, um, I don't know, baked celery stand until I had some information as to whether or not anybody's interested in baked celery. Sure. I'm not. So they surveyed Americans on their thoughts around sex bots. These are robots that you can have sex with. Didn't get the gist of it. One in four Americans say they would at least once have sex with a robot, given the opportunity to try it. One in four. Mm, Yeah. Why not? I mean... Yeah, <laughs> it'd be weird, I'll grant you. Get this, though. Here's something shocking. Men were 21% more likely to say they'd have sex with a robot than women. Really? Men were more interested in having sex with just anything that would rub against them for sexual pleasure than women. Well, knock me down with a sex robot's private. <laughs> but, and this is what might this company that makes these might be interested in, uh, 16% of Americans, and it's probably mostly men, um, are way on board with the idea of sex bots, saying they would have sex with robots frequently were they readily available. 
So they know that there's at least 16% of people out there say, hey, you get me a decent sex robot, that's going to be my thing. Sure, sure. And then what are Is they, there a payment plan? Where are they willing to pay for it? Americans would pay an astonishing, they said astonishing, I'm not saying astonishing, uh, $1,600 for their perfect idea of a sex bot. That's not a lot. Nah, you're not going to get as good a sex bot as you're hoping for. Well, that's not that much. That's not an astonishing amount of money. I mean, compared to like a real girlfriend and relationship. <laughs> Paying for it one way or another. <laughs> that is an hilarious and obvious comparison. <laughs> uh, Plus, there's a... With men willing to shout at off switch. <laughs> men are more willing to pay for sex robots than women. Once again, not so surprising. Um, so what is the ideal sex bot that men are willing to pay sixteen hundred dollars for? Forty one percent of Americans would prefer their sex bot to be capable of talking, creating memories, and having sentience. Okay. All right. Creating memories. memories Welcome is to Weirdville, folks. <laughs> Settle right in. Yeah. The memories part's pretty strange. Yeah. Remember that time we went to the lake and saw that sunset? That yes, was beautiful. I do. How good are you at keeping secrets? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. And good sentience. Question. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we're getting into Weirdville. You don't talk to me like you used to. Well, you're a robot. Wow. And while it was near overwhelmingly agreed upon that a realistically human-looking sex bot is preferred, well, that's good to know. Oh, boy, as opposed to what? There were still a curious 4% of respondents who said they would rather have sex with a robot that looked more like a traditional robot. (laughs) Oh, my. Well, that's the king. (laughs) That is a king. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. C-3PO. So, so it's got to be a silver cylinder with, like, a collapsible neck and... Arms that, yeah. Steam coming out of its <laughs> neck or something. Yeah, exactly. Climbing onto R2-D2. Oh, my. <laughs> so 4% of dudes want that because they watched Star Wars when they were roughly 12. <laughs> Light up piano keys for teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, 16% studied said they would prefer to have sex with a robot than a real human, which is actually enough to make me sad if I think about it very long. I go back to Joe's corollary of probably doing it wrong. Yeah, or it's people that are just so freaking uncomfortable with other humans yeah, that yeah. The, the taking away the human element sounds so relaxing to them, or which I feel bad, sorry. It was bad, bad experiences. Oh, that could be. You know, we are all, yeah. to some extent, the product of our experiences. Yeah, there are women. I know this. I know this. Uh, I won't tell you how I know it, but. Uh, there are women who pleasure themselves rather than having sex with a human being because of bad experiences. Yeah. And you would think, well, that, that's basically a robot, and it's not a very good one. Well, and frankly, there's less expected of you when you're pleasuring yourself with a robot. You, you it, There's a freeing element of I can be totally selfish in this moment. Right. Yeah. Do you remember? Our- that is, I'm glad you worked that word in because that's what I was driving toward is, you know, and listen. Some days you feel like you want the whole package. Some days, you know, not so much. Well, a um, little selfish pleasure. As a uh, former member of the Armstrong and Getty show used to say, relationships are so hard, though. (laughs) And so I just wonder, robots get pretty decent. And, you know, you would like all the good stuff of a real relationship. But the the not having to deal with or worry about all the bad stuff of a real relationship. Sure. These robots are pretty good now. Yeah. I can also just click it off when I want to watch a show or go to bed or whatever, live my own life. So even if it's not a perfect kind of quote-unquote relationship, you get 
I don't know, maybe 65% of the goodness of the relationship, and you eliminate the bottom 40%. Yeah, I think you get 65% of the superficial goodness. Right, right. yeah, that's the point I'm but, trying to make. Um, it's all surface level, but you also eliminate a lot of the emotional negatives, too. You ain't having kids with it, obviously. Until we, until we crack that code. Right. What point are we having children with robots? Little robot children. Honey, I'm ovulating. Oh, man. All right. I'll pause the game. <laughs> there you go. Robotina. Here I come. Uh, we're headed there. I mean, we are headed there. You combine virtual reality and artificial intelligence and all this stuff, it's going to happen in our lifetime. All right, Androidia. Here I come. <laughs> I assume all the girl robots are going to have names that make reference to them being robots. Why, my sister said something interesting. Click it off. (laughs) How nice would that be? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.